Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestle Life Radio, Episode 7. I'm Matt Sin. I'm here with my friends Chris Cumby and Kyle Pauly. Chris comes before Kyle because today is my birthday, and Happy I can do whatever I want. Happy birthday! Happy birthday to you! Cha-cha! Happy birthday to you. Ha, cha, cha, cha. Happy birthday, birthday to Maddie. This is going to sound awful. Happy <laughs> birthday, birthday to, to you. Now, just so everyone knows, both Kyle and Chris are legitimately accomplished singers. They're both very good. <laughs> well, so please don't let what you just heard paint a picture of their ability to sing because... Oh boy. Accomplish has given us a little bit too much credit. but <laughs> and, and you guys weren't even together, which is funny because someone's going to be like, man, Matt didn't edit that right. And they're off. Nope. You guys just were behind each other. You always you're, suck. You're behind. <laughs> and now we're going to move into this day in wrestling history. Take it away, Chris. This day in wrestling history. So uh, today's is a little somber uh, because this day in 2015, uh, we lost one of the best, one of the greatest uh, heels of all time, the one, the only Mr. Rowdy Roddy Piper. I remember that. I remember. Happy birthday, Matt. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I I was in my car. I remember this because I was in my car about to pull out of work. And I got a text message from Kyle, and he's like, dude, Rowdy Roddy Piper died. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then my, my birthday four years ago was ruined. Thanks, Kyle. So I texted you and told you Rowdy Piper died and didn't say happy birthday? I'm pretty positive, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's Good a job. It sounds like me. It Good job. Like me. Good job, Kyle. Good job. <laughs> oh, well, man. Uh, you, also, you also share your birthday with the uh, people power Mr. John Laurinaitis. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm making this day way better for you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to move on from this. <laughs> Don't edit that out. <laughs> no, we're going to leave it in. I just, uh, now I'm bummed. So I'm going to be sad. The re- No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, boy. Actually, can go we ahead. start over? Start over? Yes, with what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. So... WWE Raw on July 29th. What a what a show. What a show. Mm. And I know, Chris, you missed the first couple minutes. Kyle, did you see the whole show? Uh, I didn't catch it all in the entirety, like my first watch through, but I went back and caught uh, the rest of the segments that I that I did miss. But for the most part, I did see the – I mean, I saw the entire show, so – Just not in order. Yes. So what did you think of that, like, opening video segment – Talking about the twenty four seven title. Um, actually, I I didn't see that part. Okay, so well, what, what actually you. happened? I'm gonna yeah, tell I you how great it was. Yeah, yeah. So I saw every, the match, but everyone's been trashing it online. And okay, it made the twenty four seven title seem unimportant, right? But isn't the twenty four seven title unimportant because EC three and No Way Jose and Lucha House Party are chasing it, and anytime they run past anyone that's important, they, you know, basically I- I ignore the title. The, the, right. the, the, sec- the video package was funny. 
it was really good. And like, there's no way, real way to explain it. You guys go back and look at it after after listening to this podcast. But it, it was funny. I legitimately enjoyed. I think I even tweeted about it on Twitter. Uh, follow me at Wrestle Life Matt and just mentioned how fun it was. And I just, I don't know. I, I just, I like fun, and it was fun. Well, I think that's what the, the whole point. Of, that's the whole point of this title. This isn't to be taken seriously, right? Right, and you can't you can't take the twenty four seven title too seriously. I mean, they never really took the hardcore title seriously either. And rumor is that they're going to be focusing more on the twenty four seven title, and that makes me very very happy. I can't believe how dumb I thought this was going to be, and how great it turned out to be. I'm really excited about having more twenty four seven in my life. Yeah, I mean it's it's silly, but it's yeah, like Chris said, it's meant to be. Um, so I've been fine with it. I've enjoyed what they've done. It's it's the most interesting thing, one of the most interesting things on WWE TV in a while, honestly, just because it's been so stagnant. So I've been okay with it. It yeah. hasn't bothered me at all. Yeah, same. I've got a. There's a message from Vince McMahon. I'm a genius. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a genius. I can't do a good Vince McMahon. I'm going to stop trying. Every time, every episode I do it, I just, ugh, okay. Uh, so anyway, what this led to was R-Truth and Carmella versus Drake Maverick and Renee Michelle. And whoever gets the pinfall, even if it's the ladies, uh, wins the 24-7 title for their man. So if Carmella gets the pin, R-Truth retains. If Renee Michelle gets the pin, Drake Maverick wins the title. Uh, the match lasted a couple minutes. There was a kind of funny spot where R-Truth threw Drake Mavic over the top rope. Uh, all the little goobers caught him. They, like, kind of marched him around the ring. If, if I was on video, you could see me, like, bouncing and marching. Uh, they marched him around the ring, and then they threw him back inside. It was, you know, the match was fine. It was five minutes. It, it, was, it was a perfect length. R-Truth got the win. And then as soon as it was over, because it was this weird lumberjack match, all the guys on the outside came in and attacked R-Truth and then dogpiled on top of him. Refs counts to three. And then out from the bottom of the pile comes Mike Canellis. And he runs from all the goobers with a 24-7 title. Now, I, I have a bone to pick with uh, Drake Maverick very quickly. Uh, okay. He was getting beat up at one point by R-Truth, and his wife ran in to save him. And then Carmella came and they started getting a scuffle and Renee got top position on Carmella and Drake Maverick got up and pulled her off and said, what are you doing? And then got booted or slapped by Carmella, booted by R-Truth. His wife had top position on another girl and was beating her up. And that's like the object of the match. And he was like, no, I got to stop this. Like, I just, just shook my head. And I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. I didn't understand that. It was kind of silly, but Again, 24-7 yeah. title is silly. I don't really care what they do with it. I mean, and nothing in this segment makes sense anyway. Nothing about this title makes sense. So I, I don't I don't know. It doesn't really doesn't really bother me. Poor Mike Kanellis. Poor Mike Kanellis. <laughs> so what happened he won next? The title, though. He did. And he didn't keep it for very long because he runs to the back and he goes into the referee's locker room and locks himself inside. And so he's there for a while. Then Maria comes. And she's banging on the door, and like everyone leaves her alone. And he said, she says, "Let me in." And he says, "How do I know that this isn't Carmella imitating my wife?" And she says, mm -hmm. and "I don't know if I could say this on a G-rated show, but it is a 
you know, biological part of the body, right? It's, it's the proper word. It is the proper word, so I'm going to say it. Uh, put earmuffs over the kid's ears. Maria Canellis says, if you don't let me in, I'm going to kick down the door and kick you in your vagina. So he knew it was her because she always belittles him. And obviously it's her if, you know, she's, he's going to be belittled, right? Carmela couldn't say that. So he let her in. Uh, she demands that Mike Canellis lay down for her so she can pin him so their unborn child can have a real champion for a parent. He's like really reluctant to do this, but he does. And she puts one foot on him and the ref counts the pin. She walks out of the door and says, I'm the first pregnant champion. And she's like, you know, challenging guys to, to mess with her and to pin her. But like, obviously no one's going to attack a pregnant woman. Right. So they, you know, are looking like they don't want to do it, obviously. And that is what we have for 24 seven champion. Now, Maria Canellis. This was the worst segment on raw I've ever seen in my life. This was horrible. Also, doesn't she admit though that he's not the father by saying this baby needs a champion as a parent or whatever. She's been alluding to that the entire time. Yeah, and he still like is there with her. Like I have zero sympathy for Mike Canellis, like ever, because he should have dumped Maria a long time ago if you know it's a real person, but it's it's whatever. It's, it's so bad, sense. and he just yeah. completely making him look he's he's pointless. He might as well leave WWE because he will never ever ever be taken seriously as a champion or get any kind of a run because of what just happened. So, you know, everyone's like, well, what are they going to do about the title? Well, she, she's going to go into labor and give it up or something stupid, but um, it, it was, it was horrible. I, I hated that segment. What if she lays down at night? Does that mean the, the, the baby becomes a champion? <laughs> I've seen other people say there's, that. There's a lot of possibilities, <laughs> but I, I think either she's going to hold it and brag about it for like nine months or however long she's got left. And either that or Mike is going to betray her and pin her in bed or something one night. Yeah. And show up on her as a champion and she's going to be mad. I think that's more realistic or like she's asleep on an airplane or something. And like our truth sneaks on the airplane and like puts his hands on her shoulders and the ref counts like really quietly on the back of the airplane seat to three, something silly like that. I mean, that's the only thing that I can think of. Obviously like in real life, she's very pregnant. So she can't be attacked. So, I mean, really, you, you can't even really roll her up, right? So you, they'll, no. they'll have to figure something out. Yeah, and the roll-up is how everyone wins yeah. that title. So <laughs> I know. Well, it's the, deadliest, <laughs> it's the deadliest finisher in all of WWE. Sure. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that, it, I, I disagree saying it's – and I want to move on from this because, oh, my gosh. Um, I disagree saying it's the worst segment in all of Raw history. It wasn't the May Young, Mark Henry hand that was on Raw, right? So it's yeah. not the worst, but I, I, I don't know. I was kind of lukewarm to it. Like I want like nothing it. to me. Like yeah. it's not like he just gets talked down to to Maria. Like I don't really hate her anymore. Like, you know, it just happens. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not realistic and not like, I can't sympathize with Mike because he's an idiot. Right. I can't really hate Maria. I mean, you could hate her, but it's, it's just silly though. Yeah, so, it, it was it was it was a bad segment, but it wasn't like 
I don't know. In the moment, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is so no, bad. I, I was. But I, I don't <laughs> I looked I don't at my know. wife it's and I'm just, like, this is the it, worst. And she just. <laughs> Chris is sitting there watching it and he's saying, if Brock Lesnar comes in the door, I swear to God. Exactly. Exactly. Now let's talk about the good part of Raw because now we're moving into a gauntlet match featuring Cesaro, fantasy book, listen to the episode, Rey Mysterio, Sami Zayn. Andrade and Ricochet. And this match was really fun and really good. As I believe they wrestled through the commercials. It was wonderful. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they totally did. Yeah. Uh, Rey Mysterio opens up with Cesaro. Obviously, they put on a banger. They're both incredible. Rey Mysterio gets the pin. Sami Zayn comes out. Sami Zayn does his Sami Zayn thing and gets rolled up. Um, basically immediately, right? Yes. And he's freaking out. I thought they were going to take the commercial break when that happened. I did too. I did too. Yeah. Uh, Andrade comes out. Rey Mysterio and Andrade, we've seen them wrestle before. They're absolutely incredible. Um, Andrade gets the pin. Ricochet comes out. Ricochet is your winner. Now, we all knew Ricochet was going to win, right? Uh, And this is a cool way to say, you know, we don't do rematches anymore, but Ricochet earned this. So they... They easily could have just said, you know, Ricochet's beat AJ Styles before. He lost because of the OC. We're going to give him another shot. But I'm glad that, you know, they did something like this. I did think it was kind of weird, and I think other people have mentioned it, uh, that they gave Rey Mysterio the the rub and let him pin two guys. Um, It was a little surprising to me. And I was also surprised that Andrade came out before Ricochet. If they want to make Ricochet look strong, I was surprised he was the last guy to come out and he got the pin as the freshest, you know, person in the match. But I can't complain about it. I mean, you can't, every time you do a gauntlet match, you can't have Kofi Kingston, right? That goes through everyone. You can't do that every time. It gets old and it'll make it not important anymore. He should have at least come in midway though. And also they kind of robbed us of Mysterio and Ricochet. Like I felt like that would have been awesome trade off and then Andrade could have come in and, you know, finished, finished it out. And they had like, you know, a long match at the end. Yeah. But yeah, I think that would have been better, but at the same yeah. time, I just, I, I loved uh, the match was so good. I just don't care. It was, it was incredible. I yeah. I would have liked to, uh, I really would have liked to have seen it probably even longer. I felt like, uh, yeah. you know, a lot of it was rushed and, um, but I, I, you know, e- even though you know we're saying that we think we'd have been better if you know Ricochet came in earlier, um, I, I liked how Andre um, was Andrade. really Andrade was very disrespectful to Rey Mysterio and Torres Mask. Oh, yeah, that so, was I mean, so cool. I, I think that that could. I mean, I know they ca- they had a small little fight before, but I think that could really push into a good uh, feud between the two of them. Yeah, has he done, has he done that before? I can't remember if he did it during their feud. If he I don't remember him doing he that. He never ripped think. off. He never ripped off the mask. I mean, he he would uh, he he would uh, mimic Eddie several times doing the Three right. Amigos, but uh, but he never did that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you're gonna rip his mask, I, I like that, but I wish they would have done it. I mean, if they're gonna build to something off of that, then you know that's fine. We'll see what happens. But uh, it's almost like a moment that kind of was overshadowed by you know the rest of the match and it kind of got missed. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what they do with it. Yeah. I think they're just playing a seed, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of yeah. what they're doing. And that's fine. Yeah. That's what we need to do. Like, and I understand the WWE is not going to do year long, long-term booking anymore. Right. But do you remember like for WrestleMania 20, 
like how they had, you know, booking start at SummerSlam, like even if it was just, you know, just a seed. Or remember, I can't remember which WrestleMania it was, but it was Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels. Was that 21? Mm, sure. But that was, that was, yeah, I can't remember. I that, so. that seed was planted at SummerSlam. And like, there was no like big, long history. They just had the guys run into each other and they, you know, kind of said a few crosswords. And I'm like, this is great. I would love to see Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels. And we did at the grandest stage of them all. I wish they would do more stuff like that. Yeah, yeah they right? used to plan things. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what an ancient concept. I know. I think they're getting was, back to it, though. It was 21. Yeah. Yeah. I well, was pretty sure know, it was. Well, even with the, you know, remember seeing it in The Rock, remember they, it was like all year long they were oh, going yeah. up to that? Yeah. And it was great. I loved it. Uh, we had, after that, we had Alexa Bliss host a moment of bliss. And I just want to, I want to be clear on something here. I love Alexa Bliss. And I don't mind talk shows as much as people, other people do. And I know I've said this before, but aren't they just getting old? Like, aren't you guys sick of these stupid talk shows? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, hey, I love Alexa Bliss. But uh, yeah, this was her and Nikki coming out and just talking back and forth. I mean, they didn't, need, I don't even think they announced a planned guest that like she usually has like or a reason. Yeah. And it was, she just well, happen. she came out there with the the promise of the video clip of Becky, which we'll get into that. That's another story, but yeah, it was just just they were just going back and forth, and the crowd was just dead. They didn't care. Yeah, like yeah, and just like nothing. Alexa Bliss is very over and very good, and people love her. But I don't know. But basically, she was out there to show shocking footage of Finley. Uh, his name is Finley, and he loves to fight. By the way. Uh, he was teaching Natalia a counter to the disarmor, right? Which he yeah. trainer seems to be a logical thing to do. Uh, Becky Lynch came up, she attacked him. I'm not sure if she kicked him in the butt, in the the stomach or the testicles. Uh, one of those two things happened. Uh, we've said male and female genitalia words in this straight in this podcast today. Balls, yeah, balls. And then uh, <laughs> bleep that out, bleep that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I'll break the glass for you. Yeah, Becky Lynch comes out, attacks Finley, then attacks Natalia and puts the disarmor on her. And she was like, you can't, you know, you can't possibly get out of this. Chris, tell me what you thought of this. So I agree with you guys in regards to the um, to the segment. I, I didn't think that they should have an entire moment of bliss for this. They could have easily said, we caught this footage, you know, during warmups or something like that. Yeah. And just and shown in 30 seconds. Yeah, um, that was but, you know, honestly, I know you're this is the great part about our show is that none of us agree is uh, I liked it. I liked Becky Lynch getting feisty and and um, but I think it just adds to their story because right now there's I mean, they had to build the story. You know, it was just Natalia, Natalia won the the match to face her. OK, so let's let's make a story now. I mean, let's not just say, oh, well, she won the opportunity. Now let's fight. You know, they have to build it, build it up. I like the use of somebody else. I like that it's a, a legend. Um, and, and I don't know if y'all caught this or not, but like as soon as Becky Lynch was jumping on Natalia, those other girls that were in the ring, they all jumped out of the ring at the same time. It was like watching the WWE video game. Like everyone jumped <laughs> out at the same time. 
<laughs> but uh, just a little side thing I noticed. But anyway, I liked it. I thought it was, you know, it, it adds some some flair. Well, a, a mini one-on-one here, I guess. I hated it because I, I just thought – I don't hate that <laughs> – just the way that they did it. If, if I tell you what, if Becky would have, if Fit Finley would have been showing bias to Natty and showing her how to, re, how to reverse the disarmor into the sharpshooter, Becky could have climbed in the ring and be like, Hey, Hey Fit, I thought we were friends. Like what is, what is going on here? I mean, that, that could even play into the, you know, Natty and Becky were supposed to be friends, you know, something like that. She could have been like, what's going on. And maybe then Natalia who is supposed to be the heel apparently grabs her and tries to put her in the sharpshooter there. And then they have a brawl. Like there's so many different ways they could have gone about it, but Becky came in, you know, unprovoked, kicked Finn in the balls or whatever she did. I mean, he he was innocent. He probably just got asked for help from Natalia, and then just attacks Natty from behind. I'm pretty sure, and then just locks her in the move, and it's just yeah, what now? And it's just it was such a heel move, and they're trying to make her like Steve Austin, but Steve Austin didn't do stuff like this. He fought people in the ring, and now. It, you're not supposed to trust Steve Austin uh, and he would stunner you, but he didn't just walk around backstage, just attacking people from behind and beating them up for no reason. He fought people he was having a match with, but it was if he was provoked or if he got you know, face to face in the ring with him, he would, you know, lay it down. But just the way Becky did it just bothered me so much. Like, I just thought it was such a heel move and didn't do any, but to Chris's point of liking it, the fans loved it. Apparently, they did. I mean, they roared. <laughs> I, yeah, and maybe, yeah. To, so to that degree, like I don't get it. But well, I think the thing whatever. is, people are going to cheer Becky Lynch no matter what she does. And I think this would make a really good roundtable discussion. So I'm I'm going to stop it here, and I don't want to continue. I'm not going to go too deep into it. Can but, I ask a question before you move on? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, wasn't he showing her how to turn it into the sharpshooter? Yeah, he was he was showing a counter, which is, I mean, it, a coach would know something. So I'm sure, like the setup was, Natty went to him, hey, could you do you think there's a way to, you know, counter counter the disarmor? And Fidley's like, yeah, there probably is, and they were, you know, talking about it. But that doesn't mean he's, you know, not going to help Becky. You know, maybe she Becky could have gone to him and been like, you know, how do I counter the sharpshooter into a disarmor? Like, he's a coach. That's what he does. Like, I'm sure Natty just wanted his opinion. And that's why Becky should have gone in and been like, fit, I thought we were bros or, you know, you're supposed to, you know, are you helping her out? Like you're trying to make me lose, like question him before just going there and kicking him in the balls and doing whatever. But that wouldn't go, but that wouldn't go along with the character. I mean, you know, having a rational conversation wouldn't go go along with the man, right? Yeah, that's fair. But what I, what, what I was saying is, and again, I think we should talk about this in a round table, but I think WWE and trying to be edgy right now, they're trying to create, Stone Cold Becky Lynch and Stone Cold Seth Rollins and Stone Cold Bailey and Stone Cold Ember Moon. And I think that they are giving too many people this edgelord weird gimmick. I, I think that we can have a real discussion about that. So maybe maybe we will. And that will be a fun one to do. Um, another really great thing about this show is this next triple threat match. And who boy! Was it fun? Was it so much fun? Uh, we, it was great. We had the OC. It better be by the way you're hyping. <laughs> we had the OC, which is Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. And OC? Wrestled, OC. 
and that it actually I'm 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 all on board with the name because of the way that you say that, Chris. Uh, exactly. Uh, so the OC uh, they wrestled the Revival and the Usos, and this was a triple threat tag team match for the Raw Tag Team Championships. And this match was awesome. It was so so good. How awesome! There, there was a spot toward the end of the match where Scott Dawson was doing a superplex to one of the Usos to the outside of the ring. Yeah. And, and they almost died. That was so good. <laughs> and then all four all four of the guys, uh, all four of the other guys caught them. It was so cool. And there was this other spot where, I think it was Scott Dawson and Carl Anderson, I can't remember, but like one of them was doing a suplex. He was standing on the apron and he did a suplex to the other guy yeah, that's the one I'm thinking yeah. about. They nearly killed yeah, themselves. Almost themselves. <laughs> and so the other guy holds on, lands on his feet, and then does a suplex outside of the ring. I don't know if it was intentional, but holy smokes, it looked good. It really looked like something out of that AEW Fight for the Fallen uh, tag match where, you know, Angelico was just like, you know, murdering himself with everything that possibly could happen. Ah, it was so good. I absolutely loved this match. Uh, the OC won. They won the titles. They pinned one of the Usos. The revival shock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it was the first title change that's not twenty four seven on Raw in a long time, right? I don't remember one happening on Raw in a while. It feels yeah, like it. yeah, it yeah. feels like we we were we were kind of talking during the show, and uh, you called this Matt. I mean, you I were did. like you know you you said OC, and I and I was the one who said. Yeah, but WWE doesn't like to change titles on Raw. Right. So. <laughs> on Twitter, I joke that it will be the Usos because the last time one of them had a DUI, uh, they won the titles immediately after. But uh, I actually thought the OC was going to win. I was right. But yeah, this match was so good. Uh, yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, it was, it was great. Uh, the next match was the Viking Raiders. They beat Jobbers again. So I guess that we bragged so much about last week about, hey, they're listening to us. They're giving us versus Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. And they're like, screw you guys. You don't book Raw. And they put two jobbers on. Yeah. We're not going to talk about this because it doesn't Thank deserve you. to be talked about. Thank you. Well, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins aren't jobbers? Well, they, they won the titles of WrestleMania. <laughs> but yeah, I get, I get what you're at saying. Least, at least their names, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, the next was Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss. And we did kind of gloss over earlier when we were talking about a moment of bliss with the, the Finley thing and everything. Um, Becky Lynch did come out on the Titan Tron and she was like, oh, are you trying to talk bad about me? Well, I'll show you in the match later. Ha, ha, ha. So we had Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss. That was a great, a great impersonation. You know what? I, I, you know, that's my, that's my female Irish, Irish person. What do you think? <laughs> that's not true. That's not what I was trying to do at all. Sounded like a man for sure. <laughs> it was the man. I was being the man. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss. Uh, the match was pretty good. It was a little short, but Alexa Bliss injured herself, and boy, she sold the crap out of this. Like I'm looking at my wife, and I've been watching wrestling since like 1996. I look at my wife and, and like Alexa Bliss is crying, right? And my wife is like super concerned. And I said, she might really be hurt because like she, she, she was acting so well. And I, cause you know, you, they don't generally cry. Uh, right. And she was like really selling it. And Kyle, you even mentioned to me that your girlfriend who doesn't watch wrestling, she's like, oh my gosh, is this legitimate? You know? Yeah. She was, she was walking through the living room when it was coming on and we, you know, she stopped and watched for a minute and that happened and she kind of looked at me and was like, because she, anytime she's watching with me, she always 
likes to point out how how bad all the acting is yeah. on uh, you know how bad the wrestlers are at acting. And uh, she saw Alexa crying, and she was like, "I don't think that's fake crying. Like, I think that's real." And I was like, uh, "Yeah, it's kind of you know she's doing a good job." But plus, what kind of sold it for me more is just you know what Alexa's been through. They had that special you know on her having the concussions, and it would be the worst thing for her right now to get re-injured. Yeah, it really. So I thought like. Holy crap. Like that's how she would react. If she had hurt her ankle, she'd probably be like, Oh God, this like, she probably think her career was over because she's had so many, you know, bumps in the road. So I thought it was legit too. Uh, until they came back from the commercial and she was sitting at ringside with her foot propped up on a chair. Yeah, exactly. That was, that was kind of silly. Well, when the trainers came out, I'm sorry, go ahead, Chris. I would say the fact that they kept the camera on her. Yeah. Indicated to me that it was, this was a total work. And she's she's yeah. always been super good about like remember that time where it made it look like her arm dislocated, yeah. But it, but right. she's just but she's just like really flexible. Like can make her arm look like that. Like she's right. she she does a great job of selling that. So I mean, yeah, she really does. Uh, well, she did a good job of hiding like because even the announcers weren't sure. They showed the wrong replay of where she supposedly hurt her ankle. Yeah, exactly. Um, so like they did a good job of like hiding it. So that's why. I was convinced because I was like, you know, it must have been something at one point and the suplex thing, thing happened and then she grabbed the ankle and they did, I thought they did a really good job of trying to hide it and make it look uh, legit and, um, yeah, which they don't succeed at very often. Right. Well, you, but, you can tell yeah. Paul Heyman is is running or is, has his, his hand in more matches now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this match is pretty good. Um, and yeah, again, when she was on the corner, I'm like, she's probably fine. They go to commercial, they come or what Nikki cross comes in the ring. Right. And she's like screaming at Becky Lynch. And she says, she's going to take her on now. And I'm like, okay, this is definitely a work. They go to commercial. They come back. Alexa bliss is like, you know, half crying outside of the ring with her leg up on a chair. I'm like, all right, well at that moment, I look over at my wife and I said, it's okay, honey. She's just fine. And so, <laughs> yeah. no yeah. need to worry. I was pretty sure. Yeah, exactly. It's and okay. So Becky Lynch fought Nikki Cross. Becky Lynch beat Nikki Cross. Um, they called it the Manhandle Slam. Has yeah. Becky done that before? No, I think so. I don't I remember don't. it. I don't think so. It looked to me like she was about to set up the 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 suplex. Yeah, and she screwed yeah. up. That's what it looked like. It was a screw yeah. up, but I guess it's a. But they named a it, and I'm like, all right, I guess it's legitimate then. I don't have any idea. <laughs> I don't have any idea. Yeah, but maybe. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I, I thought they. It maybe it was the. I know the Bexploder is a different one. Yeah. But I thought she did another one that they named something like that. Yeah. But I could be wrong too. But um, I the the only thing I I question as well is what a crappy friend Bliss is because she's clearly pretending that she's hurt right. and plans on attacking Becky. She goes and lets Nikki, Nikki get beat before she does anything. Right. Like she should have jumped her before she got pinned. I don't know. Maybe she thought. Maybe she thought the same thing. It was like, oh, I've never seen this movie before. She kick out. She's like, well, here we go. She's like, oh, she messed up. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna read the review or, or what it says on Uproxx, which is where I'm looking at the raw review to remind me of what happened. Um, and so it says after the match, Bliss miraculously recovered. And if I've ever seen a miracle, that would be the miracle. So she comes in. They both attack Becky Lynch. Um, after they beat down Becky Lynch, Natalia comes out and puts puts Becky in a sharpshooter. 
And uh, Becky sells it really well, actually, and makes Natalia look really strong. Yeah. And, and fans in the front row were cheering. Yeah. Because of how much of a heel Becky was. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, my wife pointed out that Natalia has amazing pants because she was able to, to sit like that in the sharpshooter and, you know, not see any crack there. So I just thought that uh, you might want to see, <laughs> you might want to hear a review about pants from a woman. And so. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Carol. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, I'm sure she she appreciates the shout out there. And so then we go to commercial. We come back and Natalia and oh my gosh, like Natalia is a, a good wrestler for all intents and purposes. She's a wonderful human being, right? But she's never been a strong promo. No. And who, boy, how Horrible. bad was this one? Horrible. Oh man. Mike. Oh, tell t- tell me about. Yeah, she- <laughs> Tell me, Chris. Tell me what you tell me what she said, and tell me why it was bad. I, I can't tell you verbatim because it. it just I can tell you. Let, let me let me give you go, a quick go ahead, a quick go ahead, go ahead. So she says, uh, just just I'm not gonna go through the whole thing, but basically she says, I would challenge Becky Lynch to a submission match because my sharpshooter is superior than to her inferior disarmer, but I won't challenge her because she wouldn't accept. Well. Uh, what? <laughs> I, it was really dumb to hear her say like it sounded really bad. I don't know if it was the delivery or what, but I will say, uh, after thinking about it a little bit, it does make sense that like you know maybe Natalia makes the challenge and Becky says screw you, I'm the champion. I don't I don't want to do that. Like you know I call the shots. Yeah. But with Becky's character, maybe since she insulted her and said I won't challenge you to this, you know, I won't make this challenge. Becky will be like, no, screw you. I'll do it. You know, they're just like, let's, or they're going to write a ridiculous promo and then be like, say this verbatim. It would make sense if Becky was a dumb heel, yeah. which she's been acting like, but yeah. yeah. Oh, you dope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good Becky Lynch. Do you want to say anything else about this promo, Chris? I'm just going to say, I, I agree with you. I like Natalia as a wrestler. She's never been good at promos. I just, I just don't think she can do it. Like, I, yeah. it's just, it's just like a roadblock for her. But I like her. Other than that, and I really like the fact that she ran out and put her in the sharpshooter. Um, yeah, it, I do too. It's adding so much more heat than, you know, than what, than what I was worried about. Because, like we talked about last week, how all of Raw last week, nothing was laying groundwork for SummerSlam. For SummerSlam so, yeah. so this week they were kind of like in an ultra SummerSlam mode trying to get it prepared. Uh, but I liked it. Yeah. Cool. Um, then we have your main event, Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler. And they build this as Seth Rollins defending the honor of Shawn Michaels. So before we get into this match, let's talk about this just really quickly. Shawn Michaels had a match. What was it? November that he had a match. In Saudi Arabia, Shawn Michaels is one of the greatest all time of all time. Some would argue, this man included, that Shawn Michaels is the greatest of all time. If he gets super kicked in the face, he doesn't need anyone to stand up for him. And it bothers me that he's not defending his honor on Dolph Ziggler. I understand they're trying to put the new guys over, and that's what I want to happen. And I want Shawn Michaels to stand up to Dolph Ziggler, and I want Dolph Ziggler to pin Shawn Michaels. Anyway, Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler. This match was something, right? Like, it was pretty good. Both these guys can work really well. Uh, Seth Rollins is about to, to defeat Dolph Ziggler, and then you hear... 
Chris's favorite tones, those two tones. And <laughs> <laughs> those goosebumps on Chris's arms every time. And thank you for, for, for putting that on there, Kyle. I really appreciate yeah. that. Every time we every time we talk about Brock Lesnar. I'm an accomplished singer. Remember, every so time far. we talk about Brock Lesnar, I'm going to need you to, uh, to, to do that for me. Uh, you can count on yeah, me. So obviously Seth Rollins is like, wait a minute. He turns to Brock Lesnar. He sees Brock Lesnar's coming toward the ring. And Dolph Ziggler grabs Seth Rollins' legs, which allows Brock Lesnar to start putting the beat down on Seth Rollins. Mm. Now, the reason Two moves so of doom. Cool. Two moves of doom. That's all that idiot can do. So, so um, he absolutely destroys Seth Rollins. And I know sometimes on this show, I say, man, he absolutely destroyed him. But let me tell you, Brock Lesnar absolutely destroyed Seth Rollins. He was bleeding from his mouth. My wife was concerned. He was bleeding from his insides. She's like, I hope he's not dying. He, they did a couple F5s, and then they eventually did a couple more F5s onto a stand. Like, the chair was sitting up. So he hit his gut on the top of the steel chair. On a freaking um, chair. I mean, just absolutely destroyed him. Seth Rollins, and I, I know that I hate on Seth Rollins. The dude is a frigging trooper. I mean, taking these bumps was absolutely insane. They go to commercial as Seth Rollins is laying on the floor dying because they're putting him on a gurney, right? We come back to commercial, and you see Roman Reigns, the Usos, and I think I saw Becky Lynch, but I can't, do you guys remember if Becky Lynch was there? I don't think. Uh, I don't remember seeing I don't, I don't so. remember. I know that yeah. Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins were there, though. I mean, Roman Reigns and Usos right. were there because yeah. they're putting um, uh, Seth Rollins in the ambulance, and then you see, like, uh, Samoa Joe and the OC attack Roman Reigns and the Usos, right? I might be getting this out of order, so forgive me, but that, that happened. Yeah, and that then happened. As, they're taking, as they're taking Seth Rollins away, uh, Brock Lesnar stands in front of the ambulance, and then he goes to the back of the ambulance, rips open the doors, pulls Seth Rollins out, and F5s him onto the gurney. And oh my gosh, that had to friggin' hurt. I think that was, to me, the worst bump I mean, that he took. To like, the first thing I thought was, he's lucky he didn't break his arm landing on that. so, so bad. And yeah. let me tell you, taking all of hyperbole and all you know show business, I know I hate say I hate Seth Rollins, Dude, I've got so much respect for someone that, that is willing to put their body through something like that. This made me want to see this match so much. And as much as I, you know, I have mixed feelings about both Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins, but I am so excited to see this match now. What I don't want to see is Seth Rollins come back and be on TV next week. And I know it's going to be hard to keep arguably your biggest star off of Raw, but they need to sell this. Bring Roman Reigns back right. to Raw or something. He can't be on – Seth Rollins cannot be on Raw next week. That's what I would say is I'm afraid he's going to be back next week. But maybe – who, who knows? Maybe they'll smarten up and not bring him back and he'll be out till SummerSlam. If they – I kind of see – I kind of see that if they do bring him back, he'll probably, you know, have his ribs wrapped up, you know, and, and then – jerk face will come out and do his two moves because he only can do two moves. Um, but he, 
you know, and, and going back to what you were saying, Matt, <clears throat> about the, the chair and the, and the gurney and everything. Um, yeah. You know, he, there's no way, and I don't care who you are or what you think about wrestling, because we have, some of our, our friends listen to this and they don't really watch wrestling, but they just listen to it to support us. There's no way that that did not really, really hurt him, almost, oh, yeah. almost injuring him. There's no way. Oh, yeah. I mean, go yeah. slam yourself on a freaking chair. No, and no matter how you land, you're going to get hurt. Absolutely. And that's why I have so much respect for someone that would put their body through something like that. It's just uh, to do it all for the business, it's, it's really impressive. Really and we all know that Brock Lesnar is not the safest person in the ring. So no, not he, quite. He, he's not trying to protect Rollins either. Nope. He's just going to throw him around. Because that's, <laughs> that's all he can do. Because that's all he can did. do. Uh, hey, he could also do a shooting star press off the top and row. And, his neck. His face. <laughs> and then break his freaking neck. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Um, so for the, that was the main event match of the evening, but for the main event segment, the final segment, they had pushed all night about the Samoan summit with Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns, which seems awful racist, but I'm not going to touch that because I don't know if it is or not, but I don't know. I, I, I mean, if, well, we won't go there, but, yeah, but so yeah, don't Samoa go Joe there. comes out, like, nope, not happening. Samoa Joe comes out and he's like, I'm canceling the Samoan summit. I want Roman Reigns to come down to the ring. And so Reigns comes out. Samoa Joe and, and Roman Reigns are attacking each other. Drew McIntyre comes back out and starts helping Samoa Joe. Cedric Alexander comes out and helps Roman Reigns, and then he's getting destroyed. They're about to put Roman Reigns to the announce table, but then the Usos come out. But then Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows come out to attack the Usos. So now we've got, what, that's eight guys, right? And they battle all yes. the way up to the entrance ramp. And then Cedric Alexander, and if you didn't see this, please go watch it. Cedric Alexander climbs to the top of the, what is it called? It's not the video board, but it's like, it's, it's off of the corner. And he's probably 20 feet in the air, right? Yeah. Just call it the thing. Yeah, he's on top of the thing. The you can entrance. Go watch it. it's the entrance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and WWE has it on their Twitter. You can go watch it as soon as this is over. It's, it's, it's a great shot. And then he jumps off onto that entire pile of guys and then gets up immediately. Then, boy, did he look like a superstar. Yeah. I mean, oh, my gosh. Cedric Alexander is so good. I'm so glad that they're showcasing him. And that that was essentially what ended Raw. I guess, actually, I think Reigns hit a spear on Samoa Joe. So Roman Reigns got that shot at the end of Raw. But, boy, that was an excellent cap to a pretty stinking good show. And hey, actually, babyfaces had friends for once. I like I've I've been tired lately of people just getting destroyed in the ring. Remember when like back in the day, The Rock would be getting beat up and Mick Foley would run out or something. Yeah. Like now, people actually support each other, which is great. So right. well, that, keep doing this. Was really good about having faces work together, and uh, and they were all when... and they were all Samoan, so that's great. Oh wait, right. no, they weren't. No, they weren't. Never mind. <laughs> Yeah, so like, do you remember like the Dungeon of Doom versus Hulk Hogan, and then like Randy Savage and Sting and Luger were, and like, is Luger gonna be a good guy or a bad guy? Is he gonna turn on Hulk Hogan? And like the the that was just good. It was nice about, that all good guys are all faces aren't goobers, right? Are you talking about and Legion it, of Doom? Yeah. 
No, 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 no. It was the Dungeon of Doom. It was Kevin Sullivan and a bunch of no, no, nobody's really. Just yeah. people to feed to Hulk. Yeah. So. Right. But it, it was also good, though, back in the day when like that, you know, heels were friends as well, but they would get mad at each other for screwing up or something. Right. So they it would give them a reason to lose. But yeah, baby faces used to be friends and they would help each other out in a time of need because, hey, they're good guys. Yeah. They're not, you know, you know, they're not jerks. And so, uh, yeah, lately they've just been doing like a member of the shield or something would like just be getting destroyed and nobody would come out and help them. And it's just like, yeah. well, I guess he's not friends with this person anymore. No, well, no one no helps sense. Seth Rollins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, Roman Reigns came to his aid, you know, after the fact. But yeah. after. After he's on the freaking journey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, I'm gonna, I always do it first. I'm going to let you grade the show first this this week. Well, um, all in all, it was uh, – you know what? I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. You could definitely tell that Paul Heyman had his hand in a lot of this show. Um, other than the Maria Canellis bit, I liked all of it. Other than that. So because of that, it's going to get a mm, – we'll give it extra credit this week and give it an A-. minus. Okay. Kyle, go ahead. Uh, I think there were a lot of good things. And I, I, if all the good things I, I you know, want them to keep doing. Like I said, the baby faces having friends. It was very, definitely an entertaining show, like having the big set pieces at the end of, you know, the – you know. Feuds kind of interchanging with uh, the Usos and the OC and, you know, Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns kind of getting involved. Drew McIntyre and uh, Cedric, like all that, you know, intertwining is very good. It's what used to happen to the Attitude Era a lot. And it made things, you know, that's where the, you know, unpredictability came in. Like this person could team with this person this week or, you know, things could get intertwined. And it made it so much more entertaining and, you know, easier to follow as a story. So I like that type of stuff. I really am still hating some of the stuff like the, the Natty promo or, you know, the, the bliss segment where it's just the Maria and Mike, I still feel like they're overproducing a lot of stuff and, you know, they're, they're making these people read these dumb scripts when they could probably just do it way better on their own. So I, I got to just give it like a C plus this week. I mean, I liked a lot of it, but I also hated a lot of it. It just didn't make sense. So I give it a wow. C plus, but um, yeah, we'll see what happens. So last week on the SmackDown review, I said that the show was fun, but it got a C minus because there was basically no wrestling on the show. And I tell you, there were a couple really bad segments on the show, and the ones that were bad were pretty stinking bad. But because of the gauntlet match and the triple threat tag being two of the best televised matches that I've seen this year, I have to give this show a B plus. And I think for me that that's a lot higher than, than I generally would because of this really dumb stuff like Natalia's promo. Uh, but, and the Viking Raiders fighting jobbers is so stupid, but. Oh, the, the, I forgot about that. What? The jobber. Oh, is that, so that's, that's going to, you're going to cut your, it's an F now for you. C minus, C minus, C minus. Because of those two incredible matches, because of the amazing Brock Lesnar beatdown that just and Seth Rollins being a trooper, uh, because of the other really solid you know uh, women's matches, Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler was pretty good. Cedric Alexander jumping off at the end was just so much fun. 
man, I'm excited for Raw next week. So I think B plus is, is a very fair grade for the show. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm close to a B, but I just I don't know. Like those those bad segments are still lingering on me, and I just I can't give it quite a B. So I think no, C, I yeah, that's where my C plus comes from. Like, but I'm I'm with you guys. I think it's definitely getting better. Um, you know, like I said, I hope they keep doing these good things and start to figure out like, okay, well maybe this natty segment isn't working, you know, this type of stuff. We'll try something. I have to change it to a C because I forgot about the jobber match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you, I, I, I want to move on to one V one. We're almost at 50 minutes so we can go on forever. Um, so what we're going to do is we've played one V one a time or two before, For those of you that don't know what that is, I'm going to be asking a question Either Chris or Kyle will answer that question, and then the opposing person will have to give the opposite viewpoint. So if you go first, you might have a little bit of an advantage. Um, who won last time? Kyle won, right? No. I, I won last time. You won last you time? I think you yeah. did win. Okay, because I had to talk about some stupid crap. Okay. So, Chris, as the winner, you get to call it, and you don't have to call it in the air because you can't see my quarter. So uh, heads or tails? Tails. It is tells. Yes. Chris, would you, like to defer? would you like to go first or would you like to defer? Uh, I'll defer to Kyle. Okay. Great. Great. So question number one. I think we all grew up playing wrestling video games. I know Kyle and I did because we did it together. Did you play wrestling games as a kid, Chris? I still play wrestling games. Okay, well, <laughs> WWE 2K20 was just teased, and I want to know, Kyle, who do you think should be on the cover this year and why? Hmm. Who's Who's been on it? Seth, Seth Rollins, J.D. Styles was last year. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Bray Wyatt. Okay. Bray Wyatt with that mask on should be on the cover of WWE... 2K20, because that would instantly grab your attention, and you'd just be like, whoa, what is this game? And uh, yeah, there would be nothing else like it on the shelves. So for that reason, I think Bray Wyatt should be on the cover. All right, Chris? I think the obvious answer is John Cena. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, Kyle, that was a good answer. Um, I kind of feel like... So I win. (laughs) No. I kind of feel like they're going to go with Becky Lynch um, just because of the, the push that she's had this year and the fact that she's still the women's champion. Um, however, however, I have a strong feeling that we're going to see our boys the New Day uh, because they've won the tag team titles six times now and Kofi is the champion. Uh, so I think you, we might see a faction – of the new day. I really hope all three of the new day guys get on it. Um, the only problem with the fiend being on it is, can you imagine like a little kid in GameStop going up to his mom and saying, mom, I want to buy this wrestling game and her going, Oh my gosh, you're never going to have that game. Put it back. But and, he grabbed it off the shelf. That's the most important part. <laughs> no, the purchase is the most important part. Uh, winner Chris on question one, Woo-hoo! question number two. And this is for Chris. Uh, AEW announced that uh, two matches are going 
They announced two of the matches that will be on their debut show in October. One of them is Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara. And the other one is Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus Chris Jericho and two surprise tag team partners. I want you to tell me who are Chris Jericho's tag team partners. Hmm. Well, I got to say that when I saw the announcement that I was excited uh, to see Cody and Sammy, I think that's going to be a great match. Yeah, it's going to be great. I think I think it's gonna be Lucha Brothers. I think they're gonna continue their their uh, feud with the Young Bucks. Um, I think it's it's a great choice for Jericho uh, because he can have them do all the flips and the flops, and he can uh, he can just be there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's gonna be them. Okay, Kyle. So I think it could be. Since it's probably going to be the main event of the show, uh, I'm thinking it'll be John Moxley because uh, it, it would be kind of odd that him and Jericho would be on a team, but John Moxley's his own man, so I think you could spin it that you know, you know, he just wants to fight Kenny Omega, and uh, maybe uh, MJF. You're going to give him the uh, the rub because he'd be a good heel to pair with uh, Jericho for the main event. Okay. I don't think it's going to be any of those guys. I think it will legitimately be a new team. Although, wouldn't it be hilarious? Who was Chris Jericho's bodyguard? Like that fat guy in WCW was his name? Ralphus. Ralphus or something. Ralphus. Wouldn't it be great if it was like Ralphus and Virgil? <laughs> I, mean, I would. I would absolutely mark out if it was Ralphus and Virgil. Virgil um, needs the money. Know, <laughs> yeah. The, the big. The big rumor is LAX is either going to WWE or AEW, and I think this will be LAX's. AEW debut. Uh, yeah. Either way, though, if I had to pick between one of these two, I think the more likely option would be the Lucha Brothers to continue their match with the, their feud with the Young Bucks. Question number two, winner Chris. Woohoo! All right, question number three. This goes to Kyle. Uh, we it goes had, to both of us, technically, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so we had a... A, and I know we haven't gotten to SmackDown yet, but we have seen SmackDown. And the end of that show ended with... That was a good sentence, wasn't it? The end of the show <laughs> was this weird whodunit with someone attacking Roman Reigns. Listen to SmackDown Review tomorrow. You'll hear all about it. But I want to know, who do you think attacked Roman Reigns? Hmm. Um, this is a tough one. I think... I think it's going to be uh, Undisputed Era. Okay. I think they're going to get called up to the main roster, and they're going to be attacking Roman Reigns the next couple months, and uh, they're going to make their debut. Okay. That's my, my pick. All right, Chris? Um, <clears throat> well, I know we'll talk about it tomorrow, but, um, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> it was, it, yeah, it, it was, was weird. so awkward. However, my first my first initial reaction was um, Samoa Joe, you know, just kind of continuing with that. Right. But I'm thinking it may be. Um, uh, it, yeah, it could be Lars Sullivan. I mean, he's he's okay. that that crazy, weird, you know, he might actually kill you. I um, forgot he was even employed until he said <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like he he's, he looks like a cyclops. Uh, 
you know, so I don't know if they're still going to be trying to push him or not, but if it's not Samoa Joe, it, it could be him. Okay. My first thought was Samoa Joe as well. Um, I didn't think about Undisputed Era, but get Adam Cole on my TV. Winner Kyle. Question number four. Wouldn't that be an awesome introduction, though? It would be so cool. I mean, they got to, they gotta. well, we'll talk about it more tomorrow, but right, we, yeah. they really got to do better than that. But, yes, it's a cool idea uh, in theory, but just got to be done better. Uh, number four, this question goes to Chris. There is a rumor going around that WWE is desperately – Trying to make Seth Rollins look cool. What do they have to do to make him look cool? That is this. Are you really asking this question? I am asking you this question. Yes. Well, this is tough because you don't like Seth Rollins. Um, that is true. <clears throat> but you both are, are are at a disadvantage. So that that's well. It well. Okay. So I used to like Seth Rollins. So the the. The idea of cool is really kind of up to the individual. It's hard to say that um, to look cool. I, I guess the 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 beating he he took on on Monday is really going to help the, the character, especially if he you know triumphs at SummerSlam. Um, I think that the best thing to do is to quit quit. Um, shoving down our throats the fact that they're that he and becky lynch are dating it's like okay we get it all right let's move Wait, they're dating I why know. don't they mention that on the show listen i know this is news <laughs> I, this is breaking news guys you're hearing uh-huh. it here um I, I think getting away from that getting him back to uh being you know the the architect the the beast slayer and not being the man's man is what right. needs to be done. And so just let him, you know, get back to what he does well. I liked him as a heel. He's a great heel. However, I know that they want him to be the man of, of Monday Night Raw, so they're going to keep him as a face. But I thought when he was a heel, he probably did some of his best work. So, You know, I could say that he needs to fire back against Brock Lesnar and come out as the fiery baby face and burn it down and just be a – win the title back and be a fighting champion, but that'd be too easy of an answer. So what I'm going to say is he needs to hang out with the street prophets some more. <laughs> I forgot he, we didn't talk about that segment. Oh, he, needs to, he needs to start a SoundCloud account, become a SoundCloud rapper, get some face tattoos, bring the blonde streak back, add all kinds of colors to his hair, start an Instagram live stream every day on Twitch. All the all the things the uh, the young kids are doing, and he needs to stop burning it down, and he just needs to be lit. Oh dear God! <laughs> so we're gonna have Post Malone, Seth Rollins, Winter Kyle. That's amazing. Matt, <laughs> it's such a good idea. I, I, question, okay, I, I officially question your judgment as a judge. <laughs> it's hilarious. Come on, that's really. Funny. I don't even care oh. about the last question because this is a rigged. This is Rick. All right, question question number five, and this goes to Kyle first. Good. Today's July 31st. That means All Out is officially one month away. Hmm. Is CM Punk going to be there? Uh, No. Why? I, because he's a weird guy. <laughs> That's uh, true. And I really think 
if anybody, I think he he'll come back, but I think it's going to be a long time. And I'm I don't know. I'm really not sure if he's going to wrestle again on a major promotion. Um, I mean, he could just be working everybody, but he's usually he's usually not. You know, as let's just say he gets rubbed the wrong the you know rubbed the wrong way very easily. And the way he just talked in that interview, uh, I forget what interview it was, but he was talking about how he. He texts Nick Jackson and says, you know, good luck on your match tonight. And then Tony, here's Tony Khan say, we've got a good relationship. Right. I really think that bugs him. Yeah. And he just takes it personally for whatever reason. Yeah. And he just He's thinks, a strange guy. He takes everything he, seriously. He really does. And I think for whatever reason, he's just going to sit and wait. And he's had, I mean, I feel like if he would have come back or if he was going to come back, he would have done it already. It, it is perfect for him to come back to Chicago. And, I mean, he did that one wrestling appearance under the mask, supposedly. But I feel like if he goes back to wrestling, it's going to be at, like, an indie show or something like that, maybe ROH, and just make an appearance. I just don't see him coming back as a full-time wrestler. But I would love to see him and AJ both in AEW, but I just don't see it. I think he he takes things too personally, and he's already said he's not coming back to wrestling. And I think he's just going to – Try to wait it out as long as he can, just to prove a point. Okay. Chris? Not only is he coming back, but A.J. Lee is going to come with him. And A.J. Lee and Awesome Kong are going to tag team and destroy the women's division of AEW. And then he's going to have the best uh, match of the year versus John Moxley. It'll be CM Punk and John Moxley in a no holds barred match for the next title that they come up with at AEW. So yes, CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. So that's fantasy booking if I've ever heard it. And it's literally straight out of my fantasy. Oh my gosh, that'll be great. There is no way CM Punk appears at all out, but let a man dream. Winner Chris. Woohoo! <laughs> I, I, you have no idea how badly I want to see CM Punk in AEW. Just, oh my gosh, please. We miss you, Phil. We miss you so much. Actual tears are coming out of my eyes right now. He Actual is, legitimate. He is the cult of personality. That's the truth. That's the truth. All right, Kyle, for your Beat the Clock Devil's Advocate Challenge, you're going to tell me for the next 30 seconds, you're going to fantasy book the return of one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, the great Kali and <laughs> go Jesus Christ. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, where we, where we start the time. All right. Ready? Ready? No, yeah, no, no. no where we start the time? 10 seconds. Ready? Uh, and go. Okay. So for a month, Mysterious instances will be happening versus crates falling on Roman Reigns. <laughs> then it's a TV screen falling down during an interview. He goes to cut a promo and the, the microphone elect, it electrocutes him. He doesn't know what's happening and why he's being attacked until finally at WrestleMania next year, he's going to be in the main event and who's going to come out. But the great Collie, <laughs> he's going to be behind the attacks the entire time. He's going to walk down that ramp and he's going to go in. He's going to slap Roman Reigns on top of his head and knock him out. 
to end WrestleMania. It's going to be epic. That was more than 30 seconds, but I don't care. This has been Wrestle Life Radio. Thank you so much, everyone. <laughs> Kyle, how can they follow you on Instagram? I'm at I'm a sore loser on Instagram. That's good. Who's it? <laughs> Kyle.Pauly. Chris, how can they follow you on Twitter and Instagram? They are both Chris Cumby. Uh, thank you so much, everyone. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at WrestleLifeMatt. We will see you tomorrow for the SmackDown review. We're also going to talk about Jay Uso and his DUI appearance, and we'll be opening the show with that. So uh, thank you so much, everyone, and we will see you all tomorrow. Good night. Bye.